0: The EPL show on the Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help hashtag DJs only cash big. Use the promo code SGP for a 50% deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP. We'll support you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app on the app store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's ThriveFantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We'll support you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports betters providing. ...providing insights, analysis and free betting picks from cappers and bettors... ...including the crew from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Better Than Vegas is like YouTube for sports betting. Check out their free videos at betterthan.vegas. That's betterthan.vegas. And finally, we'll support you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers... ...and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just head over to aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. <laughs> You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at sgp soccer. That's at SGPSoccer. You should also check out my website, LockBetting.com, where we are heading for a big month here. We are already at £2,200 for the month. But that is padded out by our futures for the Europa League and the Champions League where we made over £1,500. So £700 up for the month with regular bets. Still good, but a little bit disappointed because we took a big hit over the last week, I spoke about it at length on das Bundesliga show, which is available now. Already started 1-0 in that show with the both teams to score in the Union Berlin Dortmund game. So we are on the road to recovery and we look to keep that momentum rolling here with our EPL picks. One thing I did say on the Bundesliga show, if you haven't heard it yet, and it's important to, to note... Teams are starting to look a little bit tired. The schedule has been ridiculous. These teams were not able to train during the time they were off due to COVID protocols. So when they returned, they only had a two, three week preseason before they were playing again. And then after that, when the season broke up, they had about three or four weeks off. Some of them didn't even have that because they were playing in the Europa League and the Champions League and they're only given an additional week off for playing an additional two, three weeks of football. Then we had players going away for international duty and then we had the season start with teams playing weekend midweek, weekend midweek, weekend midweek, especially the big teams who played in the Champions League and the Europa League. So these big players who play for their country and who play for Champions League football and who play for top teams are going to be absolutely shattered because they've played endless football since June. And although they did have a little break from uh, from March till June, they didn't train or keep themselves fit during that time, other than what they probably did in their own households. And I do assume that all footballers have treadmills and equipment like that in their houses. But... It's been a rigorous schedule and um, that's why you're probably seeing a lot of weird results or you will see more res- weird results. Last week, I tried to factor in the fact that supporters are coming back. So the Premier League is hard enough to cap anyway. Then you need to know what the effects are going to be of two or 3,000 supporters coming in. Is that going to be a boost or is there not going to be a boost? Because usually home teams in the EPL, home dogs do get a boost. But what kind of boost do you get from two to 4,000 people? You have to factor that in. It's never been done before. Then this level of tie. You have to factor in the tiredness of playing games weekend, midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend, midweek, when actually the, the lesser teams are getting that time off. So they're not exactly recuperating, playing every week and having to play in the um, in the Carabao Cup and things like that. But they are getting more recovery time. So you do have more of an advantage, which is why you're seeing such um, such random results this season and why you're seeing the likes of Southampton and West Ham up in the top half and why are you seeing Tottenham challenging for the title? And I understand they play Europa League football but they don't play their top players in the Europa League so the likes of Kane and Song and others are getting a full rest. So Tottenham are playing themselves into a very strong position. The same cannot be said for Arsenal though so perhaps that rule doesn't apply to to everybody because Arsenal still look like a dumpster fire. Yes they got a point against Southampton and uh, that's an improvement compared to where they've been before at, at certain points this season but... But they still have only scored 11 goals so far in 13 Premier League games. So very, very poor start for them. Yet it doesn't look like Mikel Arteta is going to get sacked. But Slavan Bilic was the first casualty of the Premier League season. He went in midweek because apparently getting a draw away to Man City is now a bad result. Perhaps the West Brom owners were expecting him to to win that game. Um, I have no idea what that sacking entailed. And they've gone for the big cliche move and bought boring big Sam Allardyce back into English football, back into the Premier League. So Allardyce is back to do another one of his relegation miracles. Oh, It's just so sickening. I I think the best thing that could happen here and the most deserved thing that could happen is for um, West Bromwich Albion to go down and for Sam Allardyce to go down and that whole theory that if you bring in Sam Allardyce, you automatically guarantee your safety. Look, I've got no particular problem with Sam Allardyce, but I did have a problem with this sacking because Slavin Bilic has done a great job getting them into this league. He's had a A mixed start to the season okay but where did you expect West Brom to be where as a West Brom supporter did you realistically expect your team to be this season it didn't make any sense to me but that is the Premier League it doesn't make any sense the results don't make any sense most of the time so why should the managerial appointments moving on to this week's slate of games we begin with Liverpool's trip to Crystal Palace, and of course Liverpool are coming off a win that pushed our main lock last week. We looked towards we look to be heading towards winning our lock with um Tottenham Hotspurs plus one in the end, Liverpool won by one goal, so that ended up pushing and um the win was stolen from us. We did take a late hedge on that. My clients did get a late hedge on that, but um it's just so so disappointing to to lose like that right at the end, especially because Tottenham had so many chances to to put the game away. Steven Bergwijn had, I swear, the same chance on two different occasions and put both of them wide. So that was a disappointing result. I don't think Tottenham are are going to be out of the title race though. I don't think this is going to be a result that leads to a catalyst of things where where Tottenham suddenly dip off and. Um, their early season form doesn't continue any longer because I do think they are the real deal. I don't think they are an early season wonder. Uh, I think Chelsea as well will will come back from the back to back defeats that they've had. I think at some point you feel that Manchester City have to come good and I think Man United can start to win games at home. It just remains to be seen if they can continue this ridiculous away record where they are 100% in the Premier League this season. That is insane and um, had they won just half of their home games. They would be top of the table. So a lot of interest at the top among the um, perceived top five teams. Others I don't think are going to stick around. I don't think we're going to see a maintained chase from Southampton. I do think Everton are going to be up in that top six this season I think they'll occupy six spot but I think that's as high as they will go down at the bottom I still think it's down to the four main teams that were there before um, I don't see anyone else slipping into that race I don't care if they've got big Sam I still think West Brom could go down uh, because I think that Sean Dyche also has the magic touch and will be able to keep Burnley up as for the other two it could be curtains for Sheffield United already I cannot see a situation where they will stay up in the league this season and as for Fulham Fulham look very good in in some of their games and they do play a good brand of football and it would be nice to see them stay up and uh, Ben Burnley and West Brom go down but um, but yeah unfortunately I do think Fulham will end up going down and it will be down to one of West Brom and Burnley when we uh, talk about relegation we 're usually talking about Crystal Palace and Roy Hodgson being down there, but this season that doesn 't look to be the case. Crystal Palace have had a reasonable start to the season, and they always do well against Liverpool. They are the four to one underdogs here to win this game it 's sixteen to five on the draw, and it 's one to two here on Liverpool. I think that price is very short for Liverpool. I do think that they'll win this game, but Liverpool notoriously don't do great against Crystal Palace and Liverpool don't really do that well in the twelve thirty kickoff. We took Liverpool as a lock earlier on in the season and they played very badly against Brighton, but were scraping to a 1-0 win before they conceded a phantom 95th minute penalty. They also had a phantom goal disallowed in that game as well. So, as much as they were unlucky, they didn't really play particularly well and coming off that big win against Tottenham I can see some kind of hangover here. I do think they they should be able to to get the win, but I do like Crystal Palace to avoid a heavy defeat here. Crystal Palace plus 1.5 is available here at 4 to 6 and uh, all you need to cash this play is for Crystal Palace not to lose by two goals or more. So if Crystal Palace lose this game by one goal you end up cashing this play I really like this play I don't think Liverpool are going to beat Crystal Palace significantly tomorrow I think it's going to be a tough game for them I do think they will be able to edge it out but I just think it will be by a single goal it wouldn't surprise me at all to see this one end up being a draw so I'm going to go for Crystal Palace plus 1.5 here to avoid a convincing defeat against Liverpool tomorrow at home up next we'll take exactly the same bet here where we see Southampton at home to Manchester City. Southampton are the underdogs here at 6 to 1. It's 18 to 5 the draw and it's 2 to 5 here on Manchester City. That is very very short on a City team who are really struggling to to score goals this season. I'm not disagreeing that Manchester City shouldn't be favourites. They should be favourites away against everybody in this league at the moment, other than Liverpool, because it's been Liverpool and Manchester City for so long. And just because Tottenham and Man United and Chelsea are having improved seasons, it doesn't mean that they should all of a sudden be favourites at home to Manchester City. But... Should they be shorter than minus 200? I just don't see it. I really think Southampton can get something out of this game. And I love Southampton on the plus 1.5 handicap. The same bet that we gave out for the last game, except at better odds. In this game, you can get that at four to five. Southampton have lost just one of their last 11 Premier League matches. Manchester City have won five of their 13 league games this season. That is awful for, for Manchester City. Manchester City have played out 4-1-1 draw stalemates in the top flight this season. And Danny Ings, despite having a spell out injured, has already scored six goals in ten league appearances. And he is back. And uh, Southampton managed okay without him. But it's obviously better to have Danny Ings back in their ranks here. And um, another one-all draw here for City is available at 11 to 1. And seeing as this team are struggling to score and seeing as Aguero has had another injury setback, I think that's a great bet. They'll be uh, be relying on Gabriel Jesus again, but Gabriel Jesus hasn't been able to be a replacement for Aguero, never has and never will be. So maybe they need to look at signing a new striker in January, but this could be a very, very definitive Christmas period for them in terms of determining if they are in this league title race at all or not. Because by the time January, February comes along, this team could be solely concentrating on the Champions League and possibly a League Cup final. They could be well out of the Premier League just looking to to get into the top four and not looking at chasing the title down. Although, as I said, things are very, very close at the moment. If you can put a run together, you can get straight up there. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if Manchester City won this game and won it convincingly. But the data and the form and the eye test and looking how this team couldn't break down West Brom on Tuesday and now they're going to come away and win at Southampton as um, as one to two, or sorry, two to five favourites and I can get Southampton to avoid a defeat here at 19 to 10. I can get Southampton with a plus 1.5 Asian handicap at 4 to 5. I think there's value there. I think there's common sense there. I think that the play is in line with everything that we've seen. The data supports it. For me, this is a play where if it loses, if Manchester City do end up winning this game by two goals come Saturday, you're not going to be kicking yourself because... Everything here tells you that Manchester City aren't going to be convincing and the books have got this wrong. The books are continuing to overrate Manchester City and most weeks they do tend to be a letdown team as the data indicates, winning just five games so far this season. So I'm going to carry on riding that data that Manchester City aren't as good as they were last season. And uh, Southampton, let's talk about Southampton. Southampton are having a great season. Let's not undermine what Southampton have done and their contribution towards hitting this play. Southampton plus 1.5 will be the play here at 4-5 to in this one. Up next, we move on to Everton versus Arsenal, where Everton are the 11-8 favourites here. It's 12-5 the draw, and it's 2-1 here on Arsenal. This is interesting because I get the price of 8-13 here to fade an Everton win, and if I get the Arsenal team that showed up towards the end of last season, an Arsenal team that are getting right, then I will be able to land that play, because on paper... Arsenal are still a better team than Everton. And at the moment, they just can't seem to get that together. Mikel Arteta will want to get something from this game. He is an ex-Everton player. The problem is is Arsenal team have failed to score in six of their last nine Premier League games. Arsenal have lost six of these nine matches. Everton have won to nil in back-to-back league games, so they are beginning to sort themselves out defensively. And Calvert-Lewin, so far this season, has scored 11 goals in 13 Premier League appearances. So, I think this is going to be a tight game which doesn't match the the data supporting Everton but it certainly does match the data supporting Arsenal. I think that you continue to to bet Arsenal unders here at the moment until we see something from this team and um, could this easily just blow up and be a 2-2? Is there enough attacking talent here for a 2-2 draw? Yes there is but at the moment in time, I'm looking at this Arsenal team and thinking their best strategy is to try and hit teams on the break. Go back to last season. Do what you did. I understand that Everton are not Manchester City. I understand that that tactic was specific for the FA Cup semi-final. They pulled it off in a final against Chelsea as well. But at the moment... This is your level. At the moment, Everton are above you. At the moment, Southampton are above you. At the moment, you're teetering in 15th spot in the league. You need to get results. You need to avoid defeats. You need to not be conceding goals because there's no guarantee that your team are going to be able to score one or definitely not score two. So with that said, I'm going to take the under here, surprisingly, in this game at even money. And I also like Arsenal to be able to avoid a defeat, which is available at the best price of 8-13. to But my, my strongest lean here is on the under here at evens for this one. Now, we're moving into a territory where I am about to pick a string of home wins. It begins with Newcastle at home to Fulham, where, surprisingly, the bookies have this exactly the same. Suddenly, Fulham are equals to Newcastle. In fact, Fulham are regarded as better than Newcastle because Fulham are the away team here. Newcastle are at home. Newcastle are available eight to five. It's eleven to five to draw, and it's eight to five on Fulham. I understand Newcastle haven't been the most consistent team. I understand that Newcastle got beaten by Leeds 4-2, but at one point, Newcastle were leading that game. So Newcastle aren't a team who should be seen as being inferior to Fulham. Newcastle are a far better team than Fulham. They're in no relegation danger at all, and I think they should be able to, to win this game. Newcastle have seen both teams score though in eight of their last 10 Premier League home games. This Fulham team are yet to keep a clean sheet away from home this season. And Fulham have drawn their last two Premier League matches, and I think they would be happy with another draw here. I like the price of six to one here on the draw, but only as a hedge for Newcastle to win this game. I think Fulham, if there is another result that's not a Newcastle win, it will be the 1-1 draw. So that's a pretty decent hedge. But I really like the price here on Newcastle to win this game on the money line at 8-5. to Or you can take them in the pick market because both teams here are priced up at 10-11. to As I said, makes absolutely no sense. I've researched and looked around to see what kind of injury problems that, that Newcastle have. Are they really missing Any significant players, but it's still the same crew that have been out for a while. It's San Maximam, Marquillo, Shah, Lascelles, Dummit. Uh, Dubravka they're all missing and they have been missing for some time but I do think Newcastle will be able to to beat this Fulham team without them because they still have better players even with those players missing and they're at home so I'm going to take Newcastle here to get the win at eight to five I like him here as a pick though if you want to be more safe at 10 to 11 with that uh, 1-1 hedge here at 6-1 to 1 as well up next we look at Brighton versus Sheffield United here where Brighton are the? Where has it gone? The four to six favourites to win this game. It's thirteen to five the draw, and it's nine to two on Sheffield United. It's very, very difficult to see who Sheffield United are going to beat this season, and. Uh, especially when they're struggling to score goals. I understand they scored two goals against Manchester United, but I don't see that as any kind of turning the corner. The first goal was a complete disaster from Henderson, and the the second goal, Manchester United just fell asleep off a corner. It was two goals down to complete and utter complacency, and they're not the kind of goals that you're going to get every single week. At some point, Sheffield United are going to have to find a way to score goals if they want to stay in this league. I already think it's past that point. I think this team are going down. I hope people got on the play that I gave out weeks ago where I gave this team out at 6-5 to five to go down about 2-3 weeks ago because I was absolutely certain about it and that certainly looks like the direction we're heading in. In fact, the only thing I think that Sheffield United will be playing to try and prevent is going down with some kind of points record. Uh, as for this game, I like the under 2.5 goals here which is available at 3-4 to four at the moment. Uh, Bright have scored just six goals in six Premier League home games this season. Sheffield United are the Premier League's lowest scorers with seven goals in their 13 fixtures. Under 2.5 goals have been scored in each of the last meetings between last two meetings between Brighton and Sheffield United. And Brighton have actually drawn three of the last four Premier League home games. The one all draw here is is available at seven to one. So I don't think that I even want it to to be that close. I don't want to be looking at a, a one or draw here. I would like there just to be one goal to decide things between these two teams. And if there is, I think it would go to Brighton. I'm very, very keen on taking the under here. And that's what I will take for this one. Under two and a half goals here at 3 to 4 some places still have that at 4 to 5 but it is moving towards shorter odds and 3 to 4 is currently the more commonly available price so i would try and get that and get that early before sunday because i do think people will be hammering the under because statistical data certainly indicates that and i don't and i wouldn't put too much weight into the fact that sheffield united managed to score a couple of goals against manchester united yesterday Up next, we have what is probably the game of the week here between Tottenham and Leicester. Tottenham are available here at 6-5. It's 13-5 the draw and it's 12-5 on Leicester. Leicester have been one of those teams in the EPL this season who have been better away from home than they've been at home. Tottenham comfortably beat Leicester at home last season, which pretty much ended Leicester's Champions League hopes I see something similar here I think stylistically Tottenham will be able to break away on Leicester quite frequently and be able to to win this game so I think there's good value on Tottenham here at plus money especially to bounce back from that loss against Liverpool Tottenham have won each of their last three home games against Leicester Leicester have lost three times in their last five Premier League matches Tottenham won 2-0 in each of their last two Premier League home games and Harry Kane let's mention him here has notched three goals in his last two appearances against the Foxes. He is my fantasy captain this week, so hopefully he can score some more and lead Tottenham to a win that um, gets them back on track in, in the Premier League after an undeserved defeat against Liverpool in midweek, where um, Tottenham had so many chances to 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 win that game through Stephen Bergwijn. Um, I'll be surprised if Bergwijn starts here, this one, because... Um, despite the fact that you don't want to shatter his confidence and the fact that he is a very Mourinho winger in that he gets up and down and certainly puts in more effort than, than Gareth Bale would. I just think that um, it could be time here to to give Bale the start off the back of Bergwine missing all those chances. Chances that I don't think Gareth Bale would have missed. Up next you have Manchester United who, who can't seem to win at home against Leeds, where Manchester United are the seven to ten favourites here. It's sixteen to five the draw and it's eighteen to five on Leeds. I think this is a game where Manchester United do get right at home. I think Leeds could be tailor-made here for for Manchester United. The reason I say that is because Man United like to play away from home and hit teams on the counter-attack because the home teams always have more incentive to try and win the game, especially when you have your own supporters there. That mentality is always there that you have to win your home games and Man United have been able to hit these teams beautifully on the counter-attack and been able to come away with the points. However... Manchester United have struggled all season as the team in the ascendancy with the incentive and the home advantage to to win the game. They've struggled with ball possession. They've struggled to break teams down. It's slow. It's laboured. It's been difficult to watch at times and they've been the ones who've been hit on the counter-attack. But I think this is a, a good game for United here against Leeds because Leeds will take it to Man United. They've been fearless against everybody so far this season. There have been a lot of goals in Leeds games now. The average has crept up again because of that 4-2 against Newcastle. Leeds Premier League games have averaged 3.69 goals per 90 minutes this season. No clubs have seen more goals scored in their Premier League fixtures than Leeds. have seen 48 goals so far this season with over 3.5 goals being scored in 67% of Manchester United's league matches as well. Um, you could See loads of goals here. Leeds, though, have lost 50% of their six Premier League away games so far this season. And there was also a period where Leeds were struggling to score. We mentioned it for a few weeks where we were able to to fade Leeds before they came back and won that game 4-2 against Newcastle. So let's not completely disregard that it hasn't been all rosy for Leeds. There seems to be a lot of overrating of Leeds. There seems to be a lot of thinking that they are in some way better than they are, that they are not a bottom-half team, even though realistically they are a bottom-half team, despite the fact... They went toe-to-toe with Liverpool, despite the fact that some of their games have produced a lot of goals. This is still a team who are a bottom-half team, and I do not expect them to come to Old Trafford and get a win here. I don't expect them to get anything here. I like the price on Manchester United to continue winning at 7-10 to here and to finally sort out and rectify their home form because this isn't a trend that can continue on to the end of the season. 38 games down the end of the season. Man United may have won more away games than home games because of the start they've made. But it cannot continue to be this significant. This kind of thing is unheard of. Plus, at some point later on in the season, you would hope that fans get introduced when this bullshit vaccine comes out, etc. So that's not going to continue. There will be some normalization of that. And I think that it began with Man United beating uh, West Brom at home, although it was scrappy. And uh, I'll take a scrappy win here. I'll take any win here. And I'll also take Man United to to win it, though, here for you guys at 7-10 to 10 in this one. Up next, you have West Brom at home to Aston Villa, where West Brom are available at 14-5. It's 13-5 to, to draw, and it's 10-11 to 11 on Aston Villa. I am going to go blindly here with uh, West Brom on the double chance. I always like taking that new manager bounce, and this is Sam Allardyce's first game in charge. This is also a Midlands derby. Um, I can see both teams scoring here. West Brom scored in each of the last four Premier League matches the Villa have failed to score just twice in their 11 Premier League games this season. West Brom have notched exactly one goal in each of their last four games while Villa have hit the net exactly once in three of their last four so while they are scoring, they are not scoring a lot of goals so there is still some weight here in taking the under especially given that Sam Allardyce is a very defensive manager and he will go in and sort the defence out first and uh, Aston Villa coming into this have won only two of the last seven Premier League assignments after a very good start so West Brom on the double chance will be the play for me but I also like the under in this one I also like the under here in the next game, which is Burnley versus Wolves, where Burnley are available at 5-2. It's 21-10 to on the draw, and it's 6-5 on Wolves. Immediately, my mind goes towards the under. Even when this Burnley team win, they win 1-0, which is a way to Arsenal. They're coming off a 0-0 draw against Aston Villa. This is a team that needed to sort out the defence in order to not be relegated this season, and that's what they've done. Um, Sean Dyche has gone away and sorted out that defense. And now we're seeing a normally, a normal and difficult to break down Burnley defense finally, something we didn't see at the start of the season. And I do think we'll see that defense again here. Whereas Wolves, they defend well, but they still haven't been able to score many goals. They are coming off a big win against Chelsea, but so far in their 13 games this season, they've only scored 13 goals. So far in Burnley's 12 games this season, they've only scored six goals. So I'm not expecting too many goals here. The under here in this one is available at four to six, and uh, that's going to be the play for me. Under 2.5 goals in this one between Burnley and Wolves. We finish up with Chelsea versus West Ham and Chelsea are available here at 1 to 2. It's 18 to 5 the draw and it's 11 to 2 on West Ham. This one really should be the lock, but people complain when I lock something up here, 1-2, to 2, minus 200, but there's no reason not to take it. This is a bounce-back situation from Chelsea. They get good rest here till Monday night. They are starting to get some players back. They, they looked comfortable in that game against Wolves. They really shouldn't have lost that game, but somehow managed to throw it away late on. I think Lampard will be furious about that. I think they'll want to come up here, come into this one and fix up defensively after what happened. And um, I don't see anything here other than a Chelsea win as Chelsea get their season back on track after having back-to-back defeats. After prior to that, going through such a good period where not only were they winning games, but they were not conceding goals at all. Then all of a sudden, they they lay an egg and put out a completely lacklustre performance against Everton where they lose 1-0. And then against Wolves, they play well for 60 minutes, pretty much dominate the game, and all of a sudden throw it away and let Wolves score two goals the one all draw was bad enough and then late on in injury time they conceded the winner as well so I think Frank Frank Lampard will be really really furious about that but on paper you have to look at Chelsea and think they're good enough defensively they should be able to to keep West Ham out here and they still have all of the attacking options even though they haven't gelled as of late the likes of Havertz and Werner Uh, Olivier Giroud is now getting a run in the team ahead of Tammy Abraham Christian Pulisic looks like he's getting back to his best it's only a matter of time as long as he stays fit before Pulisic starts to score goals again and starts to create goals again and starts to be an important player here for Chelsea. Plus, Zayak is on his way back. I'm not sure if he's going to make this game, but I do think he'll be involved over the Christmas period. So I think Chelsea fixed things over the Christmas period and I think it begins here with a win against West Ham as this team get back on track here. Chelsea to win on the money line, clean and simple here at 1-2. to two. Closing out with the lock here on the show, there's loads of stuff I like here from beginning to end. Obviously, Chelsea at the end. I love that play, but it's a little bit chalky for people. Probably good as a parlay piece. Um, and in starting with Liverpool not to be able to get a hefty win at Crystal Palace. There's a lot of unders I like here as well. So um, I'm going to give you a couple of plays here. I have to play Southampton plus 1.5. I just think that's a very, very disrespectful line. At the same time, it could be overrating Manchester City. Whatever way you want to see it, whatever way you slice and dice it, that is not the correct line for that game. And the fact that you can get Southampton at big plus money on the double chance market... And the fact you can get Southampton plus 1.5 here at four to five. I think that's really, really good value. So I'm going to take Southampton plus 1.5. It's the right play to make in this game. That's going to be my first lock. For my second one, I am going to take an under um, despite the fact there are some money line plays that I really like get those over at my website lockbetting.com for those of you guys I owe free plays to who all left reviews for the soccer gambling podcast I will send you those free plays for any other guys who want those free plays then all you have to do is send me a screenshot of your review of the soccer gambling podcast DM me at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer on Twitter. DM me a screenshot of your review and you'll get those free plays as well. And the guys that came in late last time, you'll get them as well because all of you guys missed out and did not get the free play in time, which was a winning free play last time on the Madrid Derby, Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid under. If you want to get my european plays for this weekend then sign up at the lockbetting.com podcast pack tier so that's not one of the top packages for soccer picks or all sports it's just one of the lower packages for podcasts and you will get the european show this weekend where we look around europe break down a selection of key games and finish up with a lock so let me finish up with the second lock here As I said, it's going to be an under, one of the unders that I looked at here on the show. And I'm going to go for Burnley versus Wolves on Monday here at four to six. I just cannot see a situation where there are three goals here in this game, especially given the way the two teams have played in attack recently, and especially the way that Burnley have played defensively as of late. They seem to be the old Burnley again, where they're shutting teams out. And they're also coming up against a Wolves team who, as I said, have only scored one goal per game so far this season, 13 in 13. So I think these two teams will go under 2.5 goals and that will be the second lock here at four to six. Don't forget to check out the final Bundesliga of 2020 here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. Over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, you will find the Fight Show coming off going 5-0 last week on the Fight Show. This week, we break down... Canelo and Callum Smith going down tomorrow. That's it for me in this edition of the EPL show. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.